Welcome back to the Let's Call It Nothing podcast, where we discuss all things fangirl. We are back today with more A Court of Wings and Ruin by Sarah J. Mass. Mm-hmm. So, what happened last time? Stuff. Okay, so Farrah was training her ass off, flying her ass off, <laughs> destroying trees. Knocking herself out a few times. Yeah. And um, she went with Nesta to the library, and these two fey males start chasing after them. And that is all we know. Yes. Yes. Highburn's Ravens. It's- it, oh, was it explicitly mentioned? Yes, sure. it was. <laughs> We're going to explicitly mention it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Ravens showed up. We're on chapter 31. As Highburn's Ravens lurked, Feyre weighed her options. Nesta told them that if Highburn wanted her so badly, he could come and get her himself. So yeah, Highburn mm-hmm. is after Nesta because she took something from the cauldron. Yes. Feyre latched onto Nesta's hand and the two ran down into the pit to whatever creature likely awaited. As they ran, Feyre considered her lack of options. <laughs> the priestesses would have contacted Reese, but it might be too late. Feyre knew that any minute now, they could face the beast in the pit, the one that had Cassian quaking in his boots. The ravens taunted Nesta by telling her what happened to the human queen who went to the cauldron. She came out a withered old crone. Feyre remembered Elaine's ramblings. I saw young hands wither with age. Twin ravens are coming. Elaine had known this was going to happen. Somehow, she'd sensed it. The ravens teased in their pursuit, saying they were growing bored and Highburn was waiting. Ferris snorted about how Highburn found it in himself to somehow break through the wards. Typically, he needed a magic object to aid him. The ravens mentioned a spell book that Amarantha had stolen. Vera told Nesta to run, insisting that she could hold them off. Nesta finally ran, and Feyre knocked down a bookcase to block Nesta's path. Feyre continued to reach th- through the bond for Reese, receiving nothing in return. Finally, she rounded the corner, finding somewhere to lay low for a minute. She begged aloud for help, her voice no more than a whisper. The ravens continued to taunt and tease. Then she heard a soft voice ask, Are you the high lady? She responded, Yes, and the boy said it would help her only if she gave something in return. This voice, whoever it came from, whatever it came from, wanted company. Someone to tell it about life. Vera quickly agreed to the bargain and it formed a tattoo on her arm. The voice asked if it should now kill the ravens and Vera said yes. It told her to close her eyes then all she heard were screams. Cassian appeared, telling her not to look. Reese arrived Rose <laughs> from the depths. <laughs> Reese arrived, his gaze furious as he went into the throng, darkness encasing him. Cassian grabbed onto Farah, both finding Nesta, and the three left the library in a pit of screams. Dun, dun, dun. What's the voice? What is the voice? What is the voice? I got to the voice and I was like, oh yeah, because. I'm telling you, I only remember the library from Silver Flames. Do we want to mention what the, do we want to say the name of the voice? What it is? What we Are know Are we supposed to know yet? No. Then no. Okay, then. It's not, well, it wouldn't be the first time we've wanted to spoil something. I was just asking. But, uh, yeah, and also that part 
Peyton hadn't even put in the notes. And I was like, girl. Yeah, I meant to write down the page numbers. And um, I highlighted it and everything, have it annotated, you know, all that jazz. And I was like, Peyton, what about the voice in the library? This morning I asked her that. And she was just like, yeah, what about it? Yeah, what are you talking she about? She thought I was being dramatic and being like, you didn't put enough detail. You didn't put all of these irrelevant things into the notes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no. How did Faye work it out of the library? How did the ravens disappear? And I'm like, wait a minute. I put it a minute. You said, I'm going to go get my book. <laughs> You came back and it was all highlighted. And yep. like, well, I must have gotten deleted or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, girl, you didn't put it in there. No, I didn't. I didn't. Sometimes, like, if I don't write it down immediately, and I'm sure it was one of those stopping points, you know, it's canon now. Um, After how many seasons? Four. Uh-huh. You know, I'm going to mess up the notes somewhere, somehow. And it is what it is. Yeah, you mess up the notes or I add something in there that did not happen or I interpreted entirely wrong. Yeah. And one of you goes, that's that's not how that happened. <laughs> and I'm like, it is in my head. Thank you very much. All right. Chapter 32. Cassie and Farah and Nesta waited at the townhouse. Cassian poured them a large glass of brandy. He told Farah there was no sign of the king. Then Reese came in looking absolutely murderous. He looked down at the new tattoo on Farah's arm. A black band. Reese asked what deal she made with the creature. Vera told him she never specified who would be its company or when it would occur. Reese told them that the ravens were dead, but he managed to look into their minds before the creature killed it. Killed both of them. Reese turned to Nesta, stating that Hybern wanted her dead because of what she'd done to the cauldron. He asked her what she took. She told him she didn't know and instead asked about Elaine. I do. I just love how everyone turns to Nesta like, what are you? What's your powers? What did you take? She's, and like, she's like, we are not having this conversation right now. No. Nope. She doesn't know. No. Nope. Just yeeted herself out of the cauldron like, bye, bitch. She's <laughs> like, I'm going to take something. She flipped the bird, <laughs> went down, came out, and her only priority was Elaine. So Reese said their sister was safe. Farah, though, could still sense how angry Reese was. When she asked him what's wrong, he explained how Hyburn had used Reese's own wards to against her, him to attack her and their city. Reese told them that what? Well, I'm like, still not over someone who keeps spelling Hyburn instead of Hyburn with an N. <laughs> he explained how Hyburn had used Reese's own wards against him to attack her and their city. Reese told them that there would be a curfew for the citizens. Amrin was going on the hunt. Later, they were all discussing their war plans and lack of allies. Elaine told them the queen might come. Someone asked her, what queen? She so casually stated, the one made of feather and flame. As the others worried over Elaine's state, Azriel said they shouldn't. She was making perfect sense. Elaine must be a seer. Um, Elaine is going crazy, but like, rightfully so. Yeah. She's predicting the future. Yeah. She is seeing things and hearing things that just haven't happened yet. And she's not being like, y'all, here's what's going to happen. She's just, just saying weird. It was very obvious to me when reading it that this was the end game. <laughs> what's the end game? Them saying that she was a seer. Like, because they were questioning like, oh, she must be insane. I'm like, no. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, that's kind of a typical, like, character thing. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, what are they talking about? 
Oh, oh my. Stuff that hasn't happened yet. Chapter 33. Everyone sat in fascination over Elaine's new title, Seer. That's why she'd known about the Ravens. She hadn't just been talking nonsense all this time. Elaine questioned, Is that what this is? So casually. Azrael asked about the sixth queen. Elaine explained the other queen sold her to a sorcerer lord who had cursed her to be a firebird by day and a woman by night. Vasa was her name. They considered if they find her, could she potentially be an ally to convince the human forces to fight? And Cassian said they should focus right now on the other High Lords and not a forgotten human queen. Moore argued that she could go in search of her. Cassian reminded Moore of how they needed her, and Reese agreed Moore was more valuable there with them. Lucian then volunteered to search for Vasa. He didn't want to sit idly while they all prepared for the war. His mechanical eye could be a help in the search, and he would have no qualms about traveling on his own. When Moore warned of the potential danger, Lucian smiled, saying, quote, Good, it'd be boring otherwise. Reese agreed to this plan, thanking him. Lucian only looked at Elaine, saying he was willing to help however he could. They made plans for his departure as well as other proceedings in the war. Later, Feyre and Reese went to Washup alone. Reese still had blood on him from the ravens. He was upset over the attack on the priestesses, a group of people who had been through too much and who he had sworn to protect. Feyre tried to comfort him, saying it's not his fault he didn't see it coming, but Reese wouldn't have it. He thought it might just be punishment for handing over Valeris to Kier. Pharaoh warned him again not to think this way. Quote, What happened today was not your fault. And for now, we will prepare and we will face the consequences. For now, we move ahead. Reese agreed to that and the two finished washing up. I do like how a lot of this book is like Pharaoh having to comfort Reese. Reese, because last book it was Reese comforting Pharaoh. Yeah. yeah, and I mean... That equal partnership, mm-hmm. you need to have that and be that. Well, it's kind of mm-hmm. Reese's turn because he's never had that anyway, so. Mm-hmm. And he's going through a lot. He don't know how to not be a self-sacrificing idiot. Yes. Full title all the time. <sighs> did it in the war thousand, a thousand years ago. Did it when Amarantha come in. Now he's trying to do it now, but Ferris like, hold up. I am here now. I haven't been here, but. I'm here now, and I'm going to tell you to calm down. It'll be okay. Chapter 34. That night, Amran went out into the town hunting for unknown entities in the city. Moore told Feyre how Amran could tell the difference between the citizens and the enemy. Okay, so this again, it goes back to Exodus for some reason. Sarah J. Mass was like, you know what? I like that second book of the Bible. We're going to add as much as we can to it. Let's just throw all these Bible references in there now. Well, it's just Exodus. Like, just Exodus. Um, So, Amran can tell the difference between friend or foe because all of the citizens have marked the door frames with lamb's blood, which, you know, in the Bible is referenced. I remember that from Sunday school class. Yeah. And it's symbolic of christ and uh they also eat the lamb so if the lamb you know the lamb's within you and shielding your home then you got to escape death as a person who did not really go to church growing up unless it was other people's families that reference for me comes straight from the prince of egypt which is based on that so there you go the prince of egypt is an awesome movie you got the prince of egypt and veggie tales there you go the prince of egypt watch veggie tales (laughs) 
<laughs> you should. The Esther one is amazing. Veggie Tales. <laughs> it slaps. It does. It still slaps. Um, but no, Prince of Egypt. I still get like choked up, like the burning bush scene. I'm still like, <gasps> like seeing it. I'm just like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Like it hits you. The visualization hits you. Like you can hear the stories a million times, but when you see it. And in this scene, I really like it. I really liked how they did it in uh, that scene when God, because it's God who does this, um, goes through and steals the, or kills the firstborns yeah, of, mean, each, of each household. And we're just to God. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. Hayden <laughs> <laughs> says no. Um, she- and like the reason that Amran is going out in like searching is because the ravens had come or like the hibern people had come mm-hmm. uh disguising as scholars and that's how yeah. the priestesses let, let them in priestesses they got mm-hmm. through the ward yeah through a spell Risa Moore spent time reassuring the priestesses of their safety and the new wards they had put into place that morning Feyre and Lucian said their goodbyes Lucian told Feyre that he'd been idle for too long and he needed to help somehow. Character growth. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I don't remember if it happens here or earlier, but he's just like, well, I can't go back to the Autumn Court. Can't go back to the Spring Court either. I'm kind of like homeless right now. Yeah. So I'm going to do what I can. It's <laughs> like, I don't know what I'm doing. I want y'all to like me. So we're done time. And like, Elaine's not doing anything like he's just kind of there (laughs) like he's probably pretty sad just say staying there and he's like i need to preoccupy my brain a little bit uh reese outstretched his hand to take lucian to his destination lucian debated for a minute looking at reese and remembering all the horrible thoughts and hateful words but reese was now an ally and he took his hand i'm laughing because there's a lot of capital rh going out through these I notes. Just, I get type happy. I don't know. That shift, I just hold it down too long. Yeah. It's there all the time. I do it. That and Hyber. Hyber. Before they left, Lucian noticed Elaine at the top of the stairs. <laughs> he only bowed his head, his eyes filled with longing and sadness. Then he turned back to Reese without even giving Elaine another glance. The two left and when El- Farah turned back to her sister. Elaine was already gone. And i it's weird because Farah's narrative is like before Lucian leaves. She's like, uh, I didn't even see, which how does she know she didn't even see Elaine take a step or something? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's that something I'm like, you didn't see it, but how do you know it happened? I was like, would Elaine like take a step and feel any like emotion? Mm-hmm. She would? I don't know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. She's just uh-huh. going, mm-hmm, to your comment. That's yeah. that all she got. <laughs> okay. I don't think she would take a step. I don't know. Elaine is weird. Elaine is weird. Ah, that's one reason I would like a book about her. Just to figure out what's going on up it's there. Inside of her brain? Yeah. It's not much. We've already like, established she was dumb. Lies. What if she had a really good mask going on? Evil Elaine. <laughs> Evil Elaine. Caitlin's been wanting that for years. It would add so much. She's so boring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't. St- no one is that boring. That's my thing. No one is that boring. 
think we've talked about that before. Just boring girls. I'm like, what do they do? While waiting for Reese to return, Vera asked Nesta about her training. This happens so often. Vera's yeah. like, so how's it going? How's it going? How's, how's your training? training? They have no other topics to discuss. They don't because they don't know how to talk to it's each other. It's either that or Elaine. Elaine. <laughs> yep. I'm not like that with my siblings, so I don't know that dynamic. Nesta said that she was getting better at building the invisible walls in her mind. Amrit said that soon she could try it on something more tangible. Nesta and Farah sat in the room when Reese arrived. He greeted the two. Then Amrin busted through the door, saying Highburn had just attacked Adriata, the capital of the summer court. You know, it wasn't until I typed out that last <laughs> note that it occurred to me. The spring court doesn't have a capital city. That's their problem over there. Like, it's just small villages and then the rolling, the huge estate of Tamlins. How big is it? Well, it's got a bunch of lands and woods surrounding and then you get to the villages. There's a huge, I think there's like a huge disparity of wealth is what I'm getting at. I thought that was kind of, not necessarily brought up, but kind of hinted at Yeah. previously. Yeah. There's no middle class. It's only the poor and the wealthy. But anyway, I just find it weird that there's no... Let's look at the map. There's a map in every book, I thought. There is. That's new. (laughs) (laughs) That's new. It's always been there. (laughs) But like, the spring court's pretty big. And there's no... Yeah, it is. There's no like... I mean, it's not as big as the night court, but, you know, that's Reese for you. (laughs) Um, big dick energy. <laughs> but the spring court's pretty big. It's one of the bigger ones other than um, the night court. There's no towns. There's no cities. I don't know. It just never occurred to me that there wasn't any. No, what to say to that? Yeah. There's no rich and opulent cities. Like, uh-huh. just a thought. All right. Chapter 35. Cassian and Asriel soon joined the group. Asriel was visibly upset that he did not anticipate Hybern's attack. The summer court's defenses were scattered between Adriata and the spring court. They were not ready for a direct attack or the number of Hybern soldiers laying siege to the city. Oh, by the way, uh, we're supposed to have a Spotify. We are getting a Spotify playlist for this book. Hate we have one. <laughs> we're yeah, we're in the process. I haven't added mine yet. That's what I'm saying. And all mine's probably going to be metal just because how can you have a war scene without metal music? Well, I got to name it and it says, uh, Farrah is in her reputation era. So we know what I put on there. Yeah. But anyway, so when you see metal music on there, just know it's me and not Caitlin. And she hasn't (laughs) went insane. (laughs) All right. Also, to get in the mood for this, I had to listen to, like, Viking battle hymns. (laughs) But I was getting too pumped as I was writing the notes. (laughs) I'm just too excited right now. I'm like, I want to fight the wars. I don't want to write about them. (laughs) It's a problem. (laughs) It's like, I feel my ancestors calling to me. And they're like, Peyton, sit down. (laughs) You're not a shield maiden. Sit your ass Not down. Warrior, sit down. <laughs> My name is Warrior. Let me but have I this. I am. <laughs> like, let me fight. I saw one thing that was like, do you think I go to the gym? Uh, because I want to have muscles. No, I want to have a, I want to be able to carry a sword and swing it around. 
That's why I read all these fantasy novels. I'm just preparing myself. And I relate. Anyway, Reese asked what the message that Amron received said. Amron explained Prince Varian, you know, her boyfriend, sent it as a warning to prepare their forces. They do not have titles. They don't have titles. They but labels. They haven't DTR'd as far as we know. Yeah. They haven't, but that's her boyfriend. DTF? Varian. Hmm. No, it's like, they're like, they're awfully close to each other. And she's just like, yeah, you know, friends tell friends? each other things. Yeah. <laughs> Like, hey, my court's being invaded, SOS. Yeah. No, but <laughs> she just tells him, he warned me that, you know, to protect ourselves and that hybrid. The one time where Amron is stam- stumbling over her words <laughs> is this moment right now. Is this moment. Because you know, um, we just need to look out for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it was definitely something like, we've been attacked. I love you so much. Please <laughs> please keep yourself safe. By the way, I did set up dinner reservations <laughs> for next Tuesday. Um, hopefully I live to it. Live to it. See ya. <laughs> love ya. Yeah. I remember. Um, that's what I miss about Acomaf is everybody was just like, Prince Varian and Amron? Yeah. <laughs> the whole time. And she was like, what of it? <laughs> what about it anyway Cassian questioned this not realizing the relationship between Amrin and Varian <laughs> wait wait everyone else gets it yeah everyone else because does. they were allowed to go to the summer court Nesta knows <laughs> Elaine doesn't know anything so we don't care, care. but Cassian's like what? what when did that happen where because was I he wasn't allowed to go to the summer court because he's destroyed too yeah, many buildings yeah, yeah. and they're like you had to be there and he was like but I couldn't be there remember he's like banned for life he's like y'all are f- like why is he telling you this and Amron's like we're friends friends tell each other things with a little something on the side and honestly the side is the main course, course. so <laughs> anyway Farah insisted they help the summer court Reese stated Care's Darkbringer army wasn't ready and asked Cassian about the Illyrian war camps Reese immediately winnowed to ready the Illyrian soldiers it would take a few hours to prepare them for the battle. Moore and Farrah prepared, putting on their fighting gear and f- waited for Reese's signal to winnow into the battle. You just imagine them, like, sitting there. Yeah, waiting. Like, <laughs> waiting. Moore's had time to braid her hair. That would be, like, insane. Just waiting to go amongst the death and bloodshed. Yeah. Reese gives Farrah the signal and they winnow into battle. Farrah noted Moore now. She truly looked like a warrior, the infamous Morgan. When they arrived, the once beautiful city along the sea sat in ruins. The water had turned red from blood. Screaming filled the air. So many soldiers were strewn about. Farah had not expected the complete chaos of war. She had only thought of soldiers in neat lines marching towards each other. Moore told Farah no other court has shown up to aid the summer court. Where did Vera get her ideas of war? Though? Uh, she didn't read. I know. That's what I was about to say. Uh, where did you get these ideas? I'm guess? guessing it was like the human way of doing things. I mean, like, it makes sense because. How did she know? I don't know. Let's talk about it. Yeah. I don't know. 
Um, one time I we mean, all is, marched in fine lines down the battlefield. I know, that's what I'm saying. Like, is there is the human fighting technique based on Roman and Greek time fighting what? technique? Well, I mean, like, I'm guessing um, SJM got the inspiration from, like, the British back when they came to fight uh, in America and they got really f***ed over because the Indians were like, screw that, we're going to come out of the woods and, like, kill you in stealth. That guerrilla warfare, because it was uncivilized. You got to remember. It's war. Yes. My goodness. I know. There was a thought process that war was uncivilized if you, you know, didn't have your little drummer and the marching. You have to kill each other the proper way, okay? Yeah. Everyone's got, everyone has a place. Everyone has a job. Your side's going to die, but like, make sure you got the right person. Yeah. Drumming the right beat. Yeah. Anyway, Moore told Farah no other court had shown up to aid the summer court. She went on to say that Reese must have spent most of his powers by winnowing the Illyrian soldiers in, or else there was some type of wards working against his magic. Moore gets a mental command from Reese saying that they were needed at the palace. Moore ordered Farah to stay with her and not leave her sight. If Farah can't make a killing blow, then she is to shield Moore from behind. Farrah told Moore she could kill, too. Moore said to keep pressing forward until it was time for them to retreat. The High Fae barricaded themselves in the upper levels, leaving the Lesser Fae for dead. Fifty Highburn soldiers infiltrated the palace. Start calling them the Hyper soldiers at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Hyper. No, whenever Moore was like, if you don't want to kill anyone, it's okay. And Farrah was like, I killed a few people whenever they attacked Valeris. I'm good. Yeah. Like, I'm over it. I know? killed the Ator. It's fun. Like, I know I killed those innocent Fae down under the mountain, and that caused a lot of trauma. And yeah, I'm still getting over it, but like, I can kill the enemy. It's fine. Chapter 36. Feyre wound through the palace, killing Hybron soldiers right and left until her and Moore made it to the lowest level, before going out into the city to aid the other citizens. Vera looked for Alice and her nephews as they went through the city. Alice had managed to escape the Supreme Court only to arrive to this, but Vera did not see them among the fallen. Quoted from the book. Moore reached the last of the dead, and terrified high fae and fairies finally poked their heads out of the doorways and windows flanking the cobblestone street. No sign of Alice, her nephews, or cousin, or anyone who looked like them amongst the living or the fallen. A small blessing. We had to keep moving. There were more. So many more. As Moore began striding back to me, boots sloshing through puddles of blood, I reached a mental hand toward the bond, toward Reese, toward anything that was solid and familiar. Wind and darkness answered me. I became only half aware of the narrow street and the blood and the sun as I peered down the bridge between us. Reese, nothing. I speared myself along it, stumbling wildly through that raging tempest of night and shadow. If the bond sometimes felt like a living band of light, it now had turned into a bridge of ice-kissed obsidian. And rising up on its other end, his mind, the walls, his shields, they had turned into a fortress. I laid a mental hand to the black adamant, my heart thundering. What was he facing? What was he seeing to have made the shields, to have made his shields so impenetrable? I couldn't feel him on the other side. There was only the stone and the dark and the wind. Reese. Moore had nearly reached me when his answer came. I cracked in the shield, so swift that I did not have time to do anything more than lunge for it before it had closed behind me, sealing me inside with him. 
The streets, the sun, the city vanished. There was only here, only him, and the battle. Looking through Reeson's eyes as I once had that day under the mountain, I felt the heat of the sun, the sweat and blood sliding down his face, slipping beneath the neck of his black Illyrian armor. Smelled the brine of the sea and the tang of blood all around me. Felt the exhaustion ripping at him, in his muscles and in his magic. Felt the Hybron warship shudder beneath him as he landed on its main deck, an Illyrian blade in each hand. Six soldiers had died instantly, their armor and bodies turning into red and silver mist. The others halted, realizing who'd landed amongst them and the heart of their fleet. Slowly, Reese surveyed the hel- helmeted heads before him, counted the weapons. Not that it mattered. All of them would soon be crimson mist or food for the beasts circling the waters around the clashing armada, and then the ship would be splinters on the waves. Once he was done... It was not the common foot soldiers he'd sought out. Because where power should have been thrumming from him, obliterating them, it was a muffled rumble, stifled. He tracked it here, that strange damper on his power on the siphon's power, as if some sort of spell had turned his power oily in his grip, harder to wield. It was why the battle had gone on so long. The clean, precise blow he'd intended to land upon arriving, the single shot that would have saved so many lives, it had slipped from his grasp. So he'd hunted it down, that damper, battled his way across Adriatic to get to this ship. And now, exhaustion starting to rip at him, the armed soldiers around Reeson parted, and he appeared. Trapped within Reeson's mind, his powers stifled and body weary, there was nothing I could do but watch as the King of Hybern stepped from below decks and smiled at my mate. Dun, dun, dun. Dun. Wait, what's Feyre doing right now? What is she physically She's doing? like, uh, she's just out. staying in there. Yeah, she's <laughs> hanging out in an alleyway, like, after all this Anyone fighting. could come by right now. Yeah, Boar's like there near her. And <laughs> she's like, Feyre. Feyre. Yeah, that's basically. Feyre. But Feyre's not there. Her mind is literally in Reese's mind. <laughs> Moore's like, dear God, right now. Uh, of right all times. Now? Of all times. <laughs> Wrong place, wrong time, Feyre. Chapter 37. Reese stood there, blood dripping from his twin blades as he stared at Hybern. Hybern didn't have an ounce of blood on him. Reese told Hybern he was happy to see he wasn't fighting his own battles. Because he's like an old man or something? Like No, because he's never done it before. Yeah, he's he, absolutely not. <laughs> he gets everyone else to fight his battles. I like the old man theory. I mean, yeah, that could man. still I could still play into that, but is the king of Hybern hot? Huh? Is the king of Hybern hot? Do you imagine him hot? <laughs> really? He's the kind of bad guy you don't find attractive. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think any of them's just ugly, so we got to take that into account. But yeah. you got to be pretty and have uh, mediocre physical skills. Evidently, <laughs> he doesn't have a wingspan, though. <laughs> Well, okay. <laughs> Just saying. How does that correlate with other t- with other groups of Faye? The rest of them got tiny dicks. <laughs> I'm saying it right here, right now. Tamlin, small dick. I mean, we That's know why they're not happy. We know, we know, we know. He That's has- why they're not happy. <laughs> yeah, we know, we know, we know. Tamlin's got small dick energy, but I think he legitimately has a small dick. <laughs> 
I think that why that is why he has this anger is a issues. We should be asking Feyre, so. That's why he has anger <laughs> issues. That's why he's overcompensating. That's why he lets Ianthe trample all over his masculinity. If that ever comes into question, he's got to be like, "Oh no, I'm the big man." Small dick energy. Feyre didn't dare break Reese's concentration through the bond. All Feyre could do was sit and watch her mate and the King of Hybern confront each other. She's not even sitting. <laughs> well, she's just sitting in the alleyway. <laughs> she's standing in the alleyway. She's staring in the space. No, she's leaning against a wall. Like If y'all ever wonder where I go, <laughs> swear. That was so now, y'all. It's okay. I'm in Reese's head. Yeah. <laughs> We saw, I saw Rowan this week from the Throne of Glass series. No, Peyton was like, I saw a hawk. I've never seen a hawk here before. And I was like, it's Rowan Whitethorn. Like, and I got really excited because I'm in love with him. Only explanation. It is. It's no other. No, none. I've never seen, and I'm a bird person. I've never seen a hawk. She's a bird bird person. I'm a bird girl. girl. I'm a cat girl too. I just got to, I just left the recording session because I had to go get my cat high because she needed medication. So I got her some cat weed. We just got to keep her high all the time now. <laughs> we just got to keep No longer in pain. Yeah. Reese reached out to Vera. He told her through the bond that the smart thing to do would be to get Asriel to torture Highburn for information. Once again, Picturing Asriel doing anything except being like a little sweet baby angel. Yeah. <laughs> I find funny. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, we all already know he's a <laughs> spy. How is he at a um, he's a great interrogator? Torturer. Yeah, yeah. And torturer. Like my brain's going places. And <laughs> <laughs> take it out. <laughs> she begged Reese to kill Hybern now, to not face him alone, to let someone help, bro. Vera, when has that worked? Never. When Never. has that worked? I know you've had that conversation with him, but like, did he say, yeah, I'll ask for help now? Yeah. He was just kind of like, okay. When does she I'll ask try. for help, though? Yeah. More often than he does. When? <sighs> Hers is like really sly. She's like, hypothetically, speaking. if I were to go talk to the bone carver, yeah. what kind of question should I ask? Yeah. Vera realized that Reese didn't have enough power to kill Hybern himself. Hybern still had complete use of his power due to not fighting. Vera <laughs> begged Reese to wait until someone could get to him. Hybern taunted Reese, reminding him of when he whored himself out to Amarantha. Hybern said it would take everything Reese had and loved to win this war, and it still wouldn't be enough. When he killed Reese, he was going to take Vera. Or possibly give her to Tamlin. And Reese was like, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. This, this is the thing that really pissed him off. Yeah. Highburn <laughs> told him that the spell controlling Reese's magic wouldn't last much longer. When his powers returned, Reese hurled a javelin at Highburn, only to find it, all of it had been an illusion. The Highburn soldiers began flanking back to their ships, a courtesy that Reese allowed. Once every last soldier was on the boat, Reese surged, using his powers to turn them all into red mist and splinters floating in the water. We got some mist and fury in this one. Yeah. Where was it before? Where was he? He turned some people into mist in the last one. 
He does? <laughs> I think so. And there's the House of Mist. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Sure. So, would y'all like to know how uh, many times mate has been used in the book so far? Absolutely. We have been, we're about 50% done. And the word mate has been used 80 times. 80 times. Let's slow blink that one. Remember. That's about 78 times too many. <laughs> you mean all 80 times? <laughs> I don't mind a couple, but. 365 pages and it's been mentioned 80 times. And what kills me is like usually there's about five times where mate is yeah. said in two pages. And then like you don't have it for a couple pages. And then it's like five times again. Do you think SJM was typing typing? And then, I mean, she writes books fast, so she would be like, every couple hours, like, oh, man, I haven't mentioned it in a while. Mate. My mate. No, I think it was she only had two ways of addressing who the other person was, either calling them by their name or saying their mate. need more pet names. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. What pet names would you come up with for these characters? Fabe. 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 Um, someone said Azzy Daddy. Um, Azzy Daddy. Azzy Daddy. <laughs> I could see Cassie and calling Azriel Azzy Daddy. Uh huh. <laughs> Definitely. Nessie Bessie. <laughs> <laughs> bitch. The Nest Miss Bitch Monster. Cassie does call Nest a Nest at one point, and she's like, don't call me that. Yeah. 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 It's like, I'm just trying something out. Um, I'm oh, sorry. Sorry. I, I call you that in my head. I didn't mean for it to slip, slip out. out. And he, like, people call him Cass, so Cass and Ness. Yeah. Oh, Cass and Ness. We can't call him Ian. Ian. <laughs> Cass. What is their couple name? Um, Nessian. Nessian. Casta. Mm-hmm. Casta. <laughs> yeah. So we got we got Faysan, we got Nessian, we have um Elreal, Elaine and Azriel, and Elushim. <laughs> which is worse. Elaine and Lucian. <laughs> which I'm like, all of those suck. Like yeah. those two suck. Therefore, they're not gonna work. Lulane. <laughs> Lulane. Lulane. <laughs> I shipped the Lulane. Lulane. Um wait, wait. Amron and Varian. Vamron. Vamron. <laughs> and I can't talk about the other ones, I don't think. I don't think yeah. there's any more. Can't, we can't say any other. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just waiting for? for Isaac to come back and win his woman. I was like, who the f*** is Isaac? <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> I'll never if he shows up again. He, like, he doesn't. He definitely doesn't ever show back up again. He's just like, hey, Vera, what's up? Vera, I see you're um, different now. Man, your uh, husband, whatever you want to call him, he's hot. He's hot. Good job, girl. Good Do job. you think... Okay, I have a question. Okay. Do you think Isaac is who Farrah lost her virginity to? Yeah. You think so? Who else? Yeah, I mean, same. I was wondering. Do you think that would be awkward for Reese if they did ever get in the- <laughs> I think, like, it would be a little bit awkward, but yeah. he would try not to play it. Because he's all like, oh, I support my woman, like, what we have. Yeah. Against all odds. Yeah. But he would be a little bothered. Yeah. yeah. I think so. Yeah. He also has that male mate energy. Yeah. Which is just innate. Yeah. So, 
I feel like be a little bit of an issue. But here's the thing. He doesn't know about Isaac. <gasps> what if they ever talked about it? Surely at some point off page. No, I don't think there's been time to talk about it off page. She probably just no. forgot about him. I she feel definitely like they did. could have talked about it off page if they talked about past relationships. But did Whenever they ever they talk were about recovering in the, the house after they first did it? And so you think that was pillow talk? They didn't have time. They had like a day. You can do a lot in a day. <laughs> they did a lot in a day. That's what I'm saying. They didn't have time. They had a couple minutes to recover. Yeah. I don't know if she would have brought up Isaac in those couple minutes. <laughs> I don't think so either. By the way, when I was human, um, I used to f*** around with this boy named Isaac. You shouldn't feel threatened by him for obvious reasons. <laughs> he we didn't have a wingspan. <laughs> he had... Reese, honey, you have nothing to worry about. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Oh, I know. I know. Okay, so what if... Okay. I think it's already canon. He, poor Reese, because Farrah did not have mental shields up. She, He's already had to go through Tamlin f***ing her and her... <laughs> and her, like, being a part of that. Yeah. Yeah. And so what if also, like, even before then, she had a dream of Isaac... <laughs> When he could see her dreams. He was like, well, who the f*** is that? <laughs> Who's this guy? Who's this guy? I mean, at least she doesn't fantasize about Azriel and Cassie. Yeah, that'd be awkward. It'd be hella awkward, but... Yeah, it'd be funny. <laughs> okay, so... Lucian. Lucian. Uh, she yeah. accidentally has a sex dream about Lucian. <laughs> and not only... She and she's like, Ew! <laughs> yep 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 also just thinking of all this stuff you know so he's like built it up in his head right he Mm -hmm. says he couldn't like instinct he couldn't like put together the fact that they were mates but he was already in love with her like the first time he seen her yeah so then he sees like he hears her mind but it's like oh she thinks i'm pretty (laughs) (laughs) she thinks i'm pretty she thinks i'm pretty yeah it was a good little mental theater moment. Yeah, it was, because unfortunately, uh, Farrah doesn't have many paramours that we can discuss. Mm. There's just the other two. And Tarquin for a rough minute. <laughs> she flirted just slightly better than Bella did with Jacob. Yes, she did. <laughs> slightly. Slight. But Reese wasn't happy about it. So I guess it worked. Yeah. Well, we gotta think of it. Also, Reese had gotten closer to her and he was like, the more the more I'm with her, the more I can't stay away. And like, they're really close at that point. And then she starts flirting with the High Lord of the Summer mm-hmm. Court. She's like, I may sleep with him. Or Cassie. Like, no, Reese throws Cassie and I'll on her. And she's like, yeah, I may. <laughs> and, then, and he's like, go for it. Go for it. That's <laughs> how he's like, no, 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 no. And he's like, if you want to sleep with Tarquin, you can. And she's like, maybe I will. He's like, hands touch, eyes <laughs> meet, silent, 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 heat. Like, I'm not that girl. <laughs> I'm not that lord. <laughs> I'm not that lord. <laughs> don't wish, don't start. <laughs> Wishing only ruins the heart. Oh, no. <laughs> I wasn't born for the rose and pearl. 
I'm not that Lord. Reese's alphabet. <laughs> he is. He defies gravity. He does defy gravity. It's canon. It is. If only he had the green skin, but luckily he doesn't. Um, I'm good without it, you know? Have you seen the, um, since we have time, <laughs> have you seen the, um, the barbarian alien romance yeah. smut that has been going all over TikTok? Yeah, I put it on my to read list months ago. You have? I was playing it's barbarian. Yes, that one. Yeah, we need to read it. We do. <laughs> I'm scared, but everybody's like, it's, it's so good. And I'm like, how? Yeah, I haven't delved into monster smut. So. I, haven't. I I hear it's awful. But on the next what? episode. <laughs> I'm not here for a long time, but I'm, I'm here for a weird time. <laughs> you know, whatever like gets us talking, yeah. like, it's fine. There's, an, there's like... I've seen people review jagged romances. Mm-hmm. That seems interesting. Have I told you about the one where they milk the Minotaur? Oh, God. <laughs> Wait, I think you did. <laughs> What's it called? Uh, Morning Glory Milking Farm. That's the name of it. And it sounds like a terrible. It sounds what? like a terrible fan fiction. No, it's a book. <laughs> it's, it's original. It's original. All it's, right. It's KU, I'm sure. I don't know. I don't know. I just know that I'm not reading it. Except to be funny, maybe one day when I have the time and I don't blush. Well, I mean, I read Crave. And that was the worst book I've ever read in my life. 600 pages of just garbage. (laughs) We got anything else to add about Aquawar? There needs to be more Minotaurs. And uh, Blue Aliens. Blue Aliens. (laughs) Reese needs to be green. Um, sing a little song what happened to Isaac you know these are the actual questions yeah what we talked about the rest of the episode those are the actual questions what what happened to Isaac OTP what happened to Isaac OTP (laughs) him in the lane (laughs) maybe no he is still human he is still human I think he may be dead at this point. Tune in next time. We will tell more. And <laughs> <laughs> what happened to Isaac? What happened to Isaac? And uh, yeah, y'all, thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed a little bit. Um, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Did you? Did you, uh, you know what the problem is? <laughs> the freaking executives. Yes. They don't know what they're doing. They're not true fans.